Welcome back to the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network, and I'm Vic Vershero. And one of the great things about my role here on the network is an opportunity to meet and discuss with a variety of people from all around the state. And we have somebody that's right here locally in Lansing that I love the opportunity to hear more about and understand his role. His name is Bo Garcia, and he is the Dean of Community Education and Workforce Development for the Lansing Community College. Bo, welcome to our show. Thanks so much, Vic. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, I'm really glad to have you here, and I'm really very excited about what you have to offer. I've heard a little bit and done some reading about this, but we're going to explore this together as an audience and me as the lucky host to have a chance to talk to you. But, Bo, if you could, just help everybody understand your current role, and so tell us what that means to be the dean out there at uh, the Lansing Community College. Okay, so you know, it's a privilege and an honor, first and foremost. And I have the opportunity to work with individuals from around the region in various ways. My division revolves around economic development, which I would define as business development, workforce development, and community development. So within my division, there are a number of departments that serve small businesses, entrepreneurs, those who are just getting started in business, those who are struggling in their business. We do you know, startup, we do crisis management, we do expansion for small businesses. And then in the workforce on the side, we have a unit that does customized corporate training for companies who are looking to increase their productivity, reduce operational inefficiencies, et cetera, especially to get them more profitable. And we just introduced a new unit, which I'm really excited about. It's called the Job Training Center. And it is a unit that is charged with working with the most marginalized of our community. The unemployed, underemployed, those who are in the LR special, you know, asset limited income compromised employed, the working poor immigrant community. And we develop boot camps that provide credentials to help them get jobs, entry level jobs, you know, turn the ladder on, create a wrong educational ladder that may not have been there for them in the past or that they couldn't have you know, capitalize upon, and just give them a chance to get to a new place in life. And then we have units within my division that do community education for youth and adults. And so it's a little bit of everything. We have individuals that are six years old to 60 years old. So it's a great job. Well, you know, and really, Bo, I can just tell how enthused you are about it. And that's why I'm so excited to hear more about your story. And tell me, as a young boy, did you wake up and say, you know, I want to do that someday? Tell me about the path. Are you from the area? Where did you grow up? Born and raised in Jackson, so just south of here. And, you know, my parents are from Mexico. My father actually you know, never made it past first grade. And uh, my mother made it all the way up to sixth grade. So there was a struggle there. Wow. Um, and when they came to you know, this country, education was very important to them. Now, I have never been a natural student. So to answer your question specifically, when I was little, I remember watching Sesame Street. And I remember looking at, you know, the buildings that they show in the neighborhoods, I'm thinking, why well, someday I want to work in a, in a, like a downtown, do something. <laughs> right? So I, you know, and I sometimes look, you know, look at my life and I'm like, how indeed well did I get here? Like, well, I was a very poor student in high school. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I didn't have many options. I went to a community college. Yeah. And I struggled there as well. 
Well, you know, it's funny, Bo, because my pastor says, you know, we make plans and God laughs, so we just never know where we're supposed to end up, and we sometimes end up in the most uncommon, strange places of all. And of course, you know, interesting enough, I have similar roots. My dad was an eighth grade education, was an orphan on the streets of New York back in the early 1920s, you know, so it's interesting to think about some of these pathways and the ways that we get here. Your parents must have had something special in you that said it's going to mean everything for you to be educated. That happened early, right? Was it your mom or your dad or both of them that leaned in on you on that? Yeah, you know, it was both. I was fortunate. They knew they did not want their children to have the life that they had, so they poured into all 11 of us, intensively, the importance of education. And we worked hard. Like I said, you know, I'm a dean today, but I was not a natural student. It came hard for me. I had to work extra hard. So when I speak to students and they're like, nah, I don't know about this school, being like, hey, listen, you know what? I get it. You know, I was accepted into college on condition. I was on probation. I had gutted out. If I can get here, then, you know, so can you. So, yeah, it was both parents. They instilled in me, a, like you, there's a spiritual base, you know, yeah greater good a path for your life you know a purpose where you know what do you want to do and why and suddenly i saw people struggling like and i wanted to work in an area where i could help them find a way out if you will and well and, that was, uh, and what an inspiration bo honestly you're helping us today to learn and understand what it means to be one of 11 kids with not necessarily an easy background to emerge from. And here you are doing great things for other people as well as the community and all around. We're so glad you could be with us, Bo Garcia. We're so glad you tuned in to the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Bershiro. We'll be right back. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. You found the Leadership Lowdown, and we found Bo Garcia right here on the Michigan Business Network. We're so excited to have Bo with us. He is the Dean of Community Education and Workforce Development for Lansing Community College. And Bo, I have to ask you, as we kind of go through this, you're kind of blowing me away here a little bit with the fact that, no, I didn't come from a family that was highly educated and the old, basically, it just made sense. Everybody in our family was an educational person. You had some really not so easy start there. So tell me about maybe something we might be surprised about how you got into education. Yeah, as a child, as I mentioned, you know, I, I struggled, but I, I actually, I flunked first grade. 
And early on, you know, you kind of get in your head, well, you know, education is not going to be anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's right, Bo. It's like a friend of mine said, you know, first grade was the best three years of my life. You know, <laughs> that can't be good. <laughs> So tell me in your mind, what was going on? Was it just a developmental thing in your thought or was it a distraction in your world or maybe just 10 other siblings that uh, you weren't getting enough attention? What was going on? Probably a little bit of everything. You know, back in the day, you know, a lot of things kind of just went a little undiagnosed, probably. Yeah. And I had some, you know, areas that I needed probably a, a little more attention. And so I struggled. I did it. But, you know, you compensate for them in other areas. And what I could do... I liked working. I was good at my, I was good at work. Huh. And once I kind of transitioned into a world where my education became my work, and I did an internship later on in life with a U.S. legislator, and I realized at that point, I'm like, I'm kind of good at this. Yeah, <laughs> so, and ironically. Down the road, I earned two master's degrees. Fortunately, you know, I kicked up. You know, I one was on with high honors, and earned another with a scholarship. Master's in business administration, master's in public administration. The reason I went into them is because I wanted to work with individuals who, as I mentioned, had struggled in life. So, Vicky, what I would do is before I'd see a client, I would picture my mind's eye. The, the folks who weren't in the office with me, their spouse and their children, and what was at stake, their children's college fund, their mortgage, that, that thing. So I thought, you know, well, you got to get this right. So I became an ardent student of the fundamentals of business management so that I could help my clients, you know, keep their doors open, pay their employees, you know, not sacrifice or lose their life savings. So it was my way of working in economic development. I had many friends who were like, hey, well, you know, kind of look at this organization or that organization. And I really appreciated the opportunity early on to do business consulting through a small business development center, a nonprofit, and located here at LCC as well, because I think I was able to help some of the people that needed it the most. And I was able to do that for many years. So at the end of the day, I knew how it felt to struggle, to achieve the things you want to achieve and to hold on to them. And I wanted to find a place in my life where I could do that with others. And so I applied myself as best I could. And you know, fast forward, that's kind of how I got to kind of be where I'm at today. It was a long road, but I've been very, very fortunate along the way to have tremendous individuals who've supported me over the years. Well, and Bo, we want to talk about that and unpack that a little bit. But before I go there, what I'm hearing in your words and as you explain this to me is that there seems to be a pretty intense sense of service and a way of making a difference. Can you put your finger on where that came from? I mean, it sounds like your mom and dad were pretty hard workers. They got a big family, so I'm sure you're kind of all fighting for an extra serving at dinner time, you know. But tell me, where did that sense of I owe it to the community and to be part of something bigger than myself. Did that come from any particular location you can put your finger on? Yeah. You know, actually, you nailed it. You know, a lot of it was instilled in me through my parents and seeing their struggle and listening to their stories and their hardships. And then also, it was an immigrant community in Jackson at that time. We were all first generation and just kind of relied upon each other in many different ways, not just family and cousins, but neighbors and that sense of community. But I think probably ultimately it was a kind of a spiritual, for me, it was a spiritual base. There's a passage that reads, to those who are given much, much will be expected. 
that resonates with me. I've been very blessed, very fortunate in my life. Good things, good people. And so I feel the charge to pass that on, cultivate, put my, you know, shoulder to the wall and just, you know, nose to the grindstone. You know, when I hear long, life's short. And it's important to have a sense of purpose. And uh, you know what? You develop. You develop courage and strength. And, you know, you face fears along the way. We all do. But, you know, if it's something that is inside of you and it's your calling, well, then you know, you have to answer that. And I've had... Many people inspire me and support me along the way. And so that's kind of where it's come from for me. So, yeah, I've been very, very fortunate. Well, I love that. I love that sense of purpose. I just think that that's so exciting to think about how that plays in. And the sense of purpose really then means that from A to Z, you end up going down maybe a wandering path, but it ultimately has some very common sense to it as you look back over the years. And we're so glad, Bo, you're with us today to look back over those years right here on the Leadership Lowdown. We're going to go pay some bills and come right back here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versario. Thanks for tuning in. Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together. We're back right here on the Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network. We've got Bo Garcia with us today, and I'm so excited to have him here. He is a busy man. He's the Dean of Community Education and Workforce Development for the Lansing Community College. And of course, Bo, one of the things that in our last segment and along the way, it just feels like there's been a lot of people that have worked with you along the way. And I came from a family of three children. I can't imagine 11. But I can tell you this, probably, you know, getting some quality time with your parents, because they certainly were busy people. And they were certainly inspirational in your life. But there had to be other people along the way that really probably gave you a nudge or maybe some wisdom that you've used in your life. Any of those kind of people come to mind? Yeah, you know, Actually, there have been so many, you know, aside from my dad who really inspired me. I think there is a gentleman by the name of D. Smith, and he was the director of the Small Business Development Center. And I was, at the time, I was executive director of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce that was running a doing project management, subcontracted myself out to manage a grant that they'd received that provided small business training to members of the chamber. And I subcontracted myself out to the Small Business Development Center to do some consulting. Well, fast forward down the road, you know, he brought me on full time and I later on became a regional director, but he was instrumental. Second to my father, he instilled in me a sense of confidence that it really helped me grow. He fed my appetite for knowledge. He provided me with resources. He was also a 
strong additional father figure, if you will, because he had, he had many children himself. He adopted a number of children, and he had a tremendous sense of humor. And I learned a lot from him. To this day, I share many things that he shared with me with my clients. And so he inspired me. He's just a phenomenal. He sounds like somebody you'd want to spend time with. If he's got a great sense of humor and all that wisdom, that's the kind of guy you want to sit down in the lawn chair and say, let's talk, right? Oh, God. You'd love this guy. <laughs> he's something special. Everybody loved him. <laughs> and they still do. He's a great guy. And, I love it. You know, and, you know, Bill Mott's also, he just retired from the college. He started the business development center here. Just, you know, extraordinary faculty member, gentleman by the name of Gordon Glare, who gave me my first job in Jackson, at Jackson Community College. I, in my early days, I've had a number of different roles throughout my life, and one of them was at uh, Jackson Community College as a admissions representative. And uh, he was, what I learned from Gordon was a real sense of, but he was a gentleman, and I learned how to talk and connect with people through Gordon. I owe him a lot. He was very good to me. And then just, you know, some many spiritual, you know, mentors along the way who've been there throughout the times in your life that just help you see the help you get to clarity and so many people that have just inspired me along the way. And you know, and then of course there are the figures, the national figures, international figures, you know, Gandhi, you know, individuals like that who just, you know, Mr. Chavez, folks that yeah. who have a sense of purpose. Good, yeah. yeah, and a sense of purpose has come up a couple times in this, and we probably want to spend some extra time on that in a future segment here. But, you know, I want to ask you about mentorship because it really feels to me like mentorship has been really important in your life. People have poured into you. And I want to, for maybe a younger person or somebody that really hasn't been too involved in that aspect. Tell me how mentorship works in your mind, because it's not like I remember on the playground as a little boy, I'd say, would you want to be my friend? I mean, right. You don't often time walk up to somebody. Would you be my mentor? But it kind of happens. So can you speak to that? How does one go about developing mentors in their life along the way? It is. It can be a hard thing to do if you are um, an individual and, and, and there's a and you want to learn to be to get to a higher self, if you will, don't be afraid to ask. Individuals that you know, you may very well be very surprised that they would love to spend time with you and share with you their thoughts and experiences, what they've learned, and things that they have special gifts in. And I know that for myself, I probably do that more than people want to hear. Every opportunity, I'm looking to share much as I can. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so I would say to them, don't be afraid to ask, you know, reach out and be specific. You know, if there's a particular characteristic or a trait or a skill set that you're wanting to develop and there's someone around you that has it, they will first of all be flattered. They'll be honored yes. and do not be surprised. Embrace that opportunity. And you said some really important things there because I think they will be honored. And I think it's all about the ask. And for somebody who goes, well, I wouldn't know what to say. Well, let's just be natural, first of all, and be kind. What inspired you to think they might make a good mentor for you? And it might be, I've watched you in meetings and I see that the way you conduct yourself and the way that you work, it just, to me, it's an inspiration. And I'm wondering if we could have a cup of coffee just to sit and talk about maybe some of the experiences in your life that would help me as a younger person or new to this organization or whatever to go on that path. I just love that because you're exactly right. 
It's an extremely flattering moment in somebody's life when you ask for their advice and their information and their background. And Bo, it is a flattering moment that you spend time with us right here on the Leadership Lowdown. We're glad you're here. We're glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershero. We'll be right back. rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. And we're back right here on the Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network with Bo Garcia, who is the Dean of Community Education and Workforce Development for Lansing Community College. And you know, Bo, one of the things that I think is interesting to me is that as I think about looking at some of your work, especially with small businesses and different challenges that are there, you know, our audience are predominantly business people that are looking for help along the way. And I'm wondering... You know, business is not that easy, especially the last few years. And so there's a lot of decision making that comes into play. And I'm wondering if you've got any hints for our audience about maybe when they get put in a corner and they need to kind of figure their way out. Yeah, you bet. Absolutely. So there are so many variables to consider when making decisions. I go by the fussy, you know, ask yourself why seven times. So if there's a problem, you know, and when I was consulting with clients, they'd say, well, you know, here's what's happening. Like, what makes you say that? And then they say, dig a little deeper. Well, here, what makes us say that? So we get to the root cause because oftentimes what happens is they are so strategic and tactical. They are doing everything that it's harder to sometimes just rise above the activity to be able to get to root cause thinking. So trying to ask yourself, what problem am I solving for? What is the root cause of these problems that are expressing themselves in various ways. Oftentimes, what I found was that individuals were making business decisions while they were emotionally charged. Mm, and oh, yes. And they weren't business decisions. They were emotional decisions that were expressing themselves in a business way. So we do oftentimes like activity systems mapping, you know, what do you do? Why do you do that type of thing? And then, of course, you know, it's, you know, what are my goals? How much capacity do I have? Is this the right decision at the right time? Is this the only decision at this time? You know, there's only so much that I can do. So it's a whole system, if you will, of thought processes, you know, short-term, long-term variables need to be considered, you know, various viewpoints, you know, making yourself certain that the decision you are making is to impact the outcomes that you want to the greatest degree is, again, in the balance of short-term and long-term, or allow yourself to suffer from too much fear from making mistakes, yeah. because it may happen, but you build in metrics along the way to make sure that 
if things begin to go south, you have a contingency plan in place to navigate your way through that. But yeah, it's important to have a plan in place. Conditions change and it needs to be a pliable plan and it needs to be strategic. But the biggest thing is just check your emotions before making decisions. Oftentimes they lead to very unexpected and unforeseen and unfortunate results. So, Bo, I think that's really great sage advice for us. And one of the things that I wrote down here is ask yourself why, which I think is an interesting note. But one of the things that I wonder, so I also heard you talk about the importance of not reactions and emotional reactions. But I wonder, tell me about talking it through with somebody else. In our world, we used to call it our personal board of directors. And what we meant by that is that it wasn't anything formal. We didn't have a meeting full of all these folks. But what we would do is we might have somebody that is really good in certain areas. It might be finance. It might be business. It might be leadership. It might be spiritual matters. It might be all of these different things. And individually, when we had a problem, we would go to that, quote, personal board member and ask them for their advice and kind of talk it through. Your thoughts on not only asking yourself the question, but involving others in finding the answers. That's a great point, Vic. Really, really good point. You're absolutely right. It's good to do your work and understand your world, but you never want to believe that you have all the answers. The market is unforgiving, you know, and it's just when, you know, you think you might have this all figured out on an independent level that you don't. It's imperative to have various viewpoints and different viewpoints, different viewpoints. You know, I tell my clients, you know, your goal is not to surround yourself with individuals who are going to prove you're right or prove you're wrong. Your goal is to get to the truth. Because again, the market is unforgiving. So you want to know well in advance what to expect. So Yes, surround yourself with individuals who will respectfully challenge your logic and will add to your perspective by way of hearing, you know, things that you might not want to hear, but will need to hear because you will hear them downstream if you bring a product or service to market that the market is unreceptive to. And you might have, you know, if you surround yourself with someone who might have shared some of those insights, they might not experience those losses. Conversely, you know, individuals bring so much to the table that there are creative ideas and thoughts and different ways of doing things. You know, post-COVID, the world has changed. So open your mind to diverse perspectives. It is not a threat. It is an advantage. Well, and great advice, especially if you've already tried to check your emotions at the door and carefully listen to opposing viewpoints. Because if you're emotional and then you're getting opposing viewpoints that are being tossed at you, it's not going to go well. So your initial thoughts there, Bo, on keeping the emotions at bay and trying to make the right decisions, get to the truth, is really important. And boy, our conversation with you today is really important. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to take a quick break and be right back.
The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. And we're back right here on the Leadership Lowdown with Bo Garcia, who is our dean out at LCC, Lansing Community College, and he's doing great work right here. I'm glad I don't have to pay any credit hour tuition for this, Bo. I feel like I'm getting a free class, and I really appreciate it and so glad you're with us. And because of that, I want to ask you, if I could, I think you've got some great perspective. And one of the things that happens with busy people, especially business people, they tend to get swallowed up and uh, eaten alive by what they're setting out to do. And that means maybe the people they love have to pay the price. Maybe their own personal physical situation pays the price. There's just a lot of things that can happen if you don't have good balance. And I wonder if you have any thoughts for us on that. Yeah, you know, that's so important. Wellness is so important. You know, having worked with clients over many years, unfortunately, I saw relationships dissolve. Individuals who had been best of friends, who went on to launch partnerships and even spouses, marriages dissolve, sadly. And a big part of that was an imbalance of well, for work life, if you will. And I know that well myself, you know, I know what it feels like to not have balance in my life. And I'll say this, it is not a sign of weakness, if you will, or being soft, if you will. It is a source of strength. Finding that balance in your life where you are able to find different sources of energy and goodness, whether it's, you know, family and friends or volunteering or, you know, physical or psychological, emotional support. That is that those are elements that will add to your business success. Mm. They will not take away from it. Please do not see these as expenses in your life. These are investments in your life. These will yield a return on investment downstream. You might not see it, but the opposite of that will serve your capacity for creative thinking and problem resolution and clarity, etc. So you need to find that place where you are able to harvest the greatest return on your very holistic life. And certainly part of that is business, but the streams that lead to success in those areas are not always business related. You know, Mm -hmm. and again, there needs to be a sense of community in your own life that extends itself beyond business ownership and management. Because as I mentioned, that is where you will unexpectedly and very fortunately find additional sources of supply, if you will, for lack of a better word, of a capacity in your life to make your business endeavor successful. Well, you know, Bo, it's really interesting. I play in a whole movie real quick because I remember seeing a cartoon one time and the picture is this guy sitting at his desk with his door open and coming down the hall as the boss and the bubble over this cartoon character's head was, oh, here comes the boss. He'll be impressed to see me working late. And the bubble over the boss's head is, what's wrong with that guy? He can't get his work done in a normal day, right? And so, you know, it's one of those things. And I also have to maybe get on the couch, and you can help me through this, is that in a former life, 
I would just work more hours. If I had more coming at me, I would just double down and no one would probably say could outwork me. But as I went up the corporate ladder and I became into an executive role, one of the things that I discovered is that it wasn't about more work. It was about trying to be wise in my approach to work. Can you react to that for me? Oh, goodness. Vic, I think you and I came up together. Yeah, I mean... The 90s, you know, there were the Wall Street movies. It was all about, you know, lunch. Oh, damn, that's, who needs lunch, right? <laughs> so now, years later, you know, those of us who believe bought into that, like, now suffering the consequences of that blessing. When really, to your point, you know, had we cared for ourselves in different ways earlier on, I think, you know, as we learned later on in life, there is far more return on a healthy, balanced And yes, it is important to be passionate and pursue your dreams as aggressively and assertively as you can, but not in a harmful way, not in a way that will compromise your health, well-being, etc. Your goal is to live your dream. Well, part of that dream is to enjoy your whole state as a person, not just your business success. So remind yourself that your dream is made up of many different parts of your life, and it's important to pay attention to all of them. I think you and I are going to have to get together for a cup of coffee because there's more that you have to share than we're going to be able to fit into this show. But as I think about what you just shared, those dreams that you personally have are so important. They're multifaceted and they're probably not just a single dream. It's multiple things. But I think the one thing I'm listening for, and I think I heard you say along the way, there are people in your life that love you, care for you, and you love them back. And those dreams and that well-rounded approach needs to include them. And so you have to be thoughtful in how you make that approach. And so, Bo, we're so glad you're with us today. Bo Garcia from Lansing Community College is with us right here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're going to have one last segment with Bo, and I wish we had more. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be right back. Sanair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sanair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sanair.com. Garcia is with us right here on the Michigan Business Network, and we've got one final segment. And man, I've really enjoyed this, Bo. It's been a lot of great conversation with somebody who I think has 
absolutely a pure heart for leadership and an amazing background and story for us and is pouring into people. And I wonder, while I'm getting these free credit hours from you, Bo, if you'd be willing to share some of your own personal thoughts I think inside of your mind and your heart, you probably have some maybe advice and ideas that are your personal philosophies that maybe some people that are right now trying to work their way through business would probably love to hear about. Could you share some of that with us? Yeah, oh, thanks. I absolutely will. You know, Vic, so I think that as long as you, in your you know, heart and in your mind, you know, hold on to the you know, for me, it's like, oh, you know, do the right thing for the right reason and the right thing will happen. And it didn't matter what it looked like to me, but I knew the ingredients were a pure motive, if you will, as best I could. And so I trusted where the results went. And sometimes they appeared to go great. Other times it did not appear to go great. But I always knew that, you know, my core, I was true to myself. And so the life I was living was the life I was meant to live because I was being true to myself. So as you know, you grow your industry and your business and your employee base, for me, it helped to continue to ask myself, you know, but why am I doing this? And why is it important to me to get back to my origin, my core, my roots of like, you know, what was it that inspired me? What was the inspiration for this? And if you keep doing that on a regular basis, it will also keep your energy up because you will continue to be inspired. Secondly, what I always like to consider what the possibilities will be if I'm successful at something. You know, what will it lead to? What will it mean to other people? What will it mean to their so for me in my work, it is all about, you know, economic development, job creation, job retention. Why? Well, I'm good at it and I do the best I can. Children will eat breakfast before they go to school. They will stay in school. They will have a shot at an education. So for me, it's about economic development. And so I go back to that on a very routine basis to continue to kind of remind myself of why I was doing this in the first place. And then again, also, you know, what are the new possibilities of impacting, you know, my world, my family, my community? And so that's why it's so important to me. I know there was a time when I was going to be a social worker and, you know, it takes a lot of strength to do that. And I chose to pursue a path of business development because that was my way of trying to help my community as best I could. So economic development's always been very, very important to me. And that's why I really appreciate the work I do now. It is about making certain that individuals who have jobs can continue to get upskilled so that they can keep those jobs and grow their careers. It's so that individuals who might not have been able to make a traditional college calendar fit into the world, but can fit a six or seven or eight week boot camp into the world to help them get to a next place of prosperity in their life, to begin a life of prosperity for individuals who are, yeah. So it's all about, you know, kind of getting to a place of growing our regional community. That's why I love my work as Dean of Community Education and Workforce Development. We do all those things through the Business and Community Institute and the Job Training Center and the Small Business Development Center and our lifelong learning areas, all units within my division. They kind of are a very holistic way that Lansing Community College offers learning experience venues, diverse venues by which individuals from the community can pursue a formal education or various learning experiences that fit their lives most appropriately. 
So, Bo, for our audience that are tuning in going, man, this is really inspiring and I want to do something, but maybe they don't know exactly what and maybe the answer is not to get so many credit hours, but it's really about trying to look at rounding out some of their needs they have. Is there a starting point for that or a place they would start by contacting LCC? Sure, sure. They can absolutely contact our division. It's the Community Education and Workforce Development Division. And our phone number is 483-1857. And we have offices at West Campus, at Main Campus, at LCC East in East Lansing, and even in Livingston County. We have a Livingston Center out there as well. And we'd be happy to talk a little bit about what their ideas are and their dreams are and and help them pursue them. Well, and I have to tell you, I'm pretty impressed by LCC. Lansing Community College is not what some people might dismiss quickly as a community college. They are impressive and some of the most affordable rates anywhere on the planet in terms of education. It just feels like LCC has the right focus to make a difference in a lot of people's lives. And I'm just so proud of having this right here at the center of Michigan. And so honestly, we appreciate the work that you're doing there. And Bo, thank you so much for taking time from your busy schedule to be with us. You offer so much. And if people want to get a hold of you, they would call that same number or go to that unit and they would be able to get a hold of you and try to find a way to maybe help you direct their plans or maybe their company. That's absolutely correct. That's right. Thank you. Well, thank you. You are impressive. I am honored that you spent time with us. Thank you so much for being with us, Bo. (laughs) You're quite impressive. We appreciate you. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you again because you have so much to offer. Thank you, Vic. It's been a pleasure. Well, and we thank everyone for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Versero right here on the Leadership Lowdown. I can't wait to talk to you next time. Yeah.